by Riverside. Welcome to the I Am Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Vicki, and I am here with Jenna. Jenna, you know what? This is going to sound crazy, but tell me how to pronounce your last name. It's a hard one. So it says the anal basilicato. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long story. Um, it is, um, but it's actually from, yeah, it's from Italy, and my family immigrated from Italy to Algeria and that's where my grandfather was born and his father died I think around the time he was born and they stayed and his grandfather was there and then when his grandfather died his mom brought him and his sister back to Italy and he didn't speak any Italian and he hated Italy because Algeria, he spoke French. And it was during Mussolini's like time. And my grandfather actually ran away from his family and went to France and joined the French resistance to fight. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and Basilicata, Basilicata is actually, um, a region in Italy. So when they registered the name, like Sezionale de Basilicata, and it got thrown into our last name, but it's actually a place. And over time, the A got changed to an O. Um, and so, um, but yeah, throughout my life, people have called me Jenna SB because it's intimidating. <laughs> Very. I've, I don't think I've ever even tried to say it or asked you. I just saw it and I was like, Okay, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a wild story. And um, and my grandfather was in the French Resistance, and that's where he met my grandmother because she was also, um, it was when the Nazis were occupying France, and she was 17, and he was older, a lot older than her, and she would she was beautiful, and she would distract the Germans, like, on the beach, and like get him to look the in her like bikini she would like go down to the beach and then the french resistance was like working it's wild i love i really love that you know so much about your family history that's beautiful that's really beautiful so jenna tell us what you do <sighs> what i do um don't you do girl yeah what don't i do i do a lot <laughs> Um, well, I think that's actually, like, before I go into the, the nuts and bolts, I actually, I like that frame. Like, what, what I do is also who I am, whereas that wasn't always the case. Like, it was, like, work Jenna and then Jenna, right, outside of work. And I feel like I've, I've created a life where... Like I love what I do and it's who, and it's also who I am. It's actually like very effortless. Um, yeah, so I, I do many things. 
Um, I have a practice. Um, I call it a practice instead of a, a company um, because I'm always practicing through what I do. But I have a practice called Venture Beyond and I offer coaching services and guiding. You know, I call it coaching or life coaching because that's what people understand or can get a sense of. But it's so much more than that and um, and nuanced. But call it coaching or guiding, and I offer that through one-on-one -on -one services, group services, or group work. I do a lot of group work. Transformational travel. So I'll bring groups and travel um, through plant medicine. Um, and most recently, through birth as well. So um, it might sound like a lot and it's like, what's the common thread? And I, and I would just say that my passion is to deepen with people over time in many different contexts. We are very complex and dynamic beings and parts of ourselves are revealed in different environments with different people. And so I really love to journey with people over time and the people I work with it's very rare that it's a one a one time, like we'll do many coaching chapters together. So I don't work with anyone longer than six months, but you can come back for another round. And then a lot of people then will try a group um, or will attend a workshop or will go on a trip um, or work with plant medicine. So um, yeah, so that's Venture Beyond and um, and, and, and like I said, birth. And I can see myself over time um, incorporating death work as well. And that's not currently in the practice, but um, I definitely, yeah, these major transitions and then the metaphor of, you know, birth and death I work with all the time too because we're experiencing it all the time. Um, and then I'll just say that I'm also creating a new company called Rooted Expansion, um, which is a collective of heart-centered practitioners. So it's a place, it's a village, essentially, where people can come and, you know, access different parts of themselves through different practitioners, through different modalities. Because um, I currently have a wait list for Venture Beyond, and I can't do it alone. So I'm not. <laughs> I think that, so... I feel like I have to share some of our history because, girl, we've been on a journey and we have gotten deep, deep. <laughs> so, Jenna, Jenna, like uh, I was, I, I first came to you to um, for life coaching. No, actually, no, it was plant medicine is where we started. We kind of we did it our own way because we did it our own way. We went deep fast, <laughs> jumped in head first, and was not looking for the bottom. So, but I. Um, so we started there, and then I went into coaching, the group work, and and then you became my doula. That was, that, I mean, it doesn't get any more intimate than that. <laughs> um, and I, I, I've told you this, like, several times that since I've met you, you've changed my life. And we, and we met in 2020, and I called that experience my Denver Awakening. Because after I left there, I saw the world very differently. So 
I, I want to thank you for that. I do. I want to thank you so much for that. And I mean, thank you for being you. I, I, and I'm so glad that you're here. I know I said in the beginning, but I really mean it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I think that it's amazing too that in this time that we've met to see you to see you grow, I venture beyond to where now you have a waiting list. Wild. And now you have the second practice going on. Um, deep, what, what was it again? Rooted expansion. Rooted expansion. And I that's amazing. First, let me t- let me ask you, where'd you start? How did you get into this? So this is a long story. You you have to keep me on track. If you you got you just bring me back full permission. Um. So when I was in undergrad, um, I started studying business, which was really influenced by my father. And I had like a sense it might have even been freshman year where I was like, I, I meant to. I want to study sociology. Like I wanna I wanna go there. And, um. I was very lucky that my my parents paid for my my undergrad experience and I remember calling my dad and like telling him I was going to switch to sociology and his his response was I'm not paying for you to study that. And at the time I'm not the woman that I am today and I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear and and did not yet have the bravery or the vision or the confidence to, to step out on my own. And so I didn't. And I said, okay, fine. Then I'm going to study sociology of the workplace. And so I ended up in the business. I did my business degree, but I did um, like a focus in organizational behavior. And then I ended up going into, it's like I stayed in the box I was supposed to live in, but I found my little corner that was mine. And I really tricked myself into thinking that I was living in alignment because I had found, right, I became a, I became a corporate coach. So I did, I coached managers. Um, I did a lot of like organizational dynamics, group dynamics. So I liked what I did within the workplace. Um, but it was still like I went through these cycles of getting really bored after like a period of time and then I would go and get a new project or I'd get a promotion and I'd be distracted for a period of time and then the same thing happened. Um, And I kept in this cycle for seven years. So it was a seven and I learned a lot. I learned a lot and I don't have regrets. Um, But it took something really earth shattering in my life to really switch things up. You know, I had, and I can go, it's, it's so funny how my story changes over time. If we were having this conversation even like five years ago, like it would sound different. Like I would go into this, this relationship that blew up. Like it was such a big part of my identity, but now I'm like, it's not part of my story anymore. Like it's. Because I think it's like, maybe because we realized that there was so much more there than just that. That was just such a small piece. Totally, totally. And I'm so grateful now to that like rupture my life because it created the opportunity for me to know myself like in a way that I didn't like I didn't even like I had no idea so I feel like that really kick-started me on this journey and I ended up two years after that time I ended up deciding to quit my job um and 
because after this relationship ended, I it was I I became very disillusioned. I was like, what am I living for? Like a series of promotions at this job? Like, is this it? Like, is this what life is supposed to be? And I was like, what do I want? And I was I didn't even know, but I just knew that I I wanted to travel and figure it out. And because I had a successful, I'm putting that in quotation marks, job by like societal standards, it also permitted me to have like to put money aside to then quit and travel. So um, so I did that and I knew like the whole time I was traveling, I knew I wanted to start my own coaching practice or to become a therapist. And I went back and forth for like a year and a half of like what to do, what to do, what to do. And even started um, a coaching program, um, certification program. And I'm very grateful to my, a lot happened on that journey. (laughs) You know, I can talk about that later, but I'll just say that I, you know, I left a one-way ticket to Southeast Asia, thought I was going to be gone six months. A year and eight months later, I'm in Peru um, I'm living there, I'm working at an ayahuasca center, and I'm teaching yoga, where before I left, I didn't have a yoga certification, I didn't know what ayahuasca was, and I like, had no idea that I had no plans to go to South America. So yeah, fast forward all of that, and, and I'm really grateful to my partner, who I actually met at that ayahuasca center in Peru, and I was doing this coaching certification program, and he just said, he's like, you're just scared to start. i love it though but i but i love it like he's like you're just getting this piece of paper to 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 trick your to give yourself permission and and because you think it's going to give you like the confidence or the bravery or whatever to start and and i remember exactly where we were when he told me this and i looked at him and and like it was like i really heard him because it was true and then there was like no going back. So I dropped out of the program and I, and a couple things happened before I started my practice. You know, I, I got scared again. I applied for, for jobs. I got a full-time offer. It was actually a, a medicine journey. I took, like I did a solo medicine journey, like before accepting this job or not. And like, you know, I was like asking, asking the medicine, like, should I take this job, you know, like, or what, like, what should I do? And the experience I had was just the medicine kind of laughing at me or me laughing at myself, you know, who knows who it is, but, and just being like, girl, you're, you're already walking your path. And I got a nice, and I was shown all these people that I'm, was showing up with, maybe I wasn't their official coach, but I was like the fabric of who I am was very much activated and alive and well. And the mushroom or the medicine <laughs> was <laughs> whoopsies, um, was just like, um, call it what you will, you know, dress it up with like the coaching hat or not. Like this is who you are and this is who you're meant to be. And you could either make it really difficult for yourself, you know, um, or not. And so I didn't get like the straight answer I was looking for, but I got what I was looking for. And I, and I turned down that job and I started my practice and I have never paid for advertising or marketing and things have just been coming because I'm doing what I'm here to do. Wow. And 
And what I didn't say about the conversation I had with my partner was we all have growth edges and gaps and opportunities. And those become clear and apparent as we walk our path. And then we stop and we get the support that we need, right? So it's like, it's a complete illusion to think that you'll have everything that you, that you'll have everything that you need. It's like you do the best you can, you take a step forward, you evaluate, and then you pick up more tools and then you keep going and then you pick up more tools. And to be an integrity with yourself, you have to be honest about where you're at and make sure you're doing your own work. And that's really what's necessary. Wow. I think so many people get so comfortable with every, well, and this is, and we, we've talked about this before. You stepping away from your job, something that's so secured by societal standards is you being successful into, into starting your own business and really even not knowing what you're going to start, but then it just kind of comes to you. I think that by taking those steps towards faith, you'll find, it'll come to you. You know, you'll find exactly where you're supposed to be. Totally. And, and, and we live in a society where um, we're fed the illusion that there's like a known path and it, and it, ha it starts really young, like in school, like, oh, after I go to middle school, I go to high school. After I go to high school, I go to college. And even I, I'm saying that as if that's the norm because it, it shouldn't be and it isn't the norm for everyone, but we're, we're kind of, and, and then you get a job and then you find your special person and then you buy a house and you get whatever like there, there's like this this path that's it's artificial and I'm not saying that it's not some people's path and I'm not judging it whatever path is authentic to you is beautiful but the truth is most people don't know like don't even know that they have a unique path that's for them that no one can tell them about and no one can guide them no one can show them the way and you have it requires being i mean i love the title of your podcast like i am fearless because it requires like stepping into the unknown and facing your fears and being brave and being really fucking uncomfortable and in this like very like intuitive unknown emerging you have to like wait for like truth to emerge and then you can then you can take that linear and say okay i'm going there so how am i going to get there okay i love that and you know what i think is important to point out that when you were sharing your story how even though you were walking into the unknown like you would kind of go back because you were still looking for jobs and, and that's okay because as long as you're still moving forward that's still you being fearless that's still like, we, we all want to go back <laughs> to what's comfortable and what's familiar. I think that once you start taking those steps, you start realizing, oh, well, I really enjoy this, or oh, this isn't so bad, or oh, you know, I'd rather live my life like this. I don't know, what whatever everyone else's idea of what that life should look like. You know, I think that should absolutely be unique to you, and we're all very different. And feeling... I know you and I have talked a lot about mindfulness, like tuning, tuning into the truth of your experience, like is your greatest compass. And even though 
I was afraid, which is why I applied to other jobs before fully going out on my own. I was more tuned in to myself at that point. It just has kept getting more and more. There, There's always more. Like there's, I have blind spots. There's more for me to tune into. But I was tuned in enough to know that I felt like I didn't feel like if I tried to step in towards that job, it wasn't in alignment. And I knew not from my mind, I was trying to know in my mind, but it's actually my body that was like, no, like this is not the way. And I also don't want to paint a picture that it's like I stepped in to start my practice and like, woo, like it was just like I was there the next day. You know, it, it took me, it took me a year to, to be self-sustained. And so I was working, I think initially I was working like five different jobs. Like I was working, it was wild actually. So I had started my, my company venture beyond, you know, and I think I had like three clients or something, you know, two or three clients. And then I was driving for Uber. I was working at a concert venue, like at night, like standing, like security minimum wage job. Like I was, um, I was, I had this like daycare gig on like this on Saturdays. Cause it was like accounting season for like accountants. Like that was shady too. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and then there was one more thing I did. Oh yeah, and then I worked for this company called Good Cinema, which was which was great. And they would show thought-provoking films and host community discussions. And I did the organization. And it was like, I did. Oh, and then I got a hike. No, I had six jobs. And then I got I was a hiking guide. So I was I was working because I because I valued my like the time to create for my business. So I had to find these things where it was like on Saturday or like you know, once a month, but I had these six things. And then I think it took me like two months to be able to drop. Like I dropped the concert venue, I dropped the the babysitting, right. And then I kept going with like Uber, good cinema and guiding hikes. And then eventually, right before you and I met, because I went full time in January of 2020. And I think you and I met in February. So it was like, and at that point, I I had I dropped everything, but I was still doing the hiking gig every now and then because I I really liked that one, um, and I actually met I met some clients like through that like spending the day hiking with people and brought in mindfulness. But my whole point of painting that picture is that it like there were plenty of times when like I was in survival mode at the beginning and that I was like fuck like am I gonna be okay like where there was like doubt and there would be periods like with with the type of business I have with clients like I work with people for six months and that's it right and then they 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 come back for another chapter later but it was the beginning so it was like where where's the next person gonna come from and it was just me trusting and trusting that I was gonna be okay and and something there was a tipping point that happened where it was like all of a sudden people were finding me like because even you and I we met through a referral with somebody else that I'd worked with so it's like but that's the whole point of life I've experienced fear with this new company that I'm starting it's like I'm putting in money I have lawyers like a website and like no one's getting paid right now like I'm living through my for through venture beyond and but then I was like I get to do this. Like I get to try regardless of what happens. Like 
I get to have this experience. And like, and so then that puts me in this mindset of like really enjoying it, which then attracts like more goodness to me. Right. And yeah. Wow. Do you, do you feel like that you're ever, have ever been like in full alignment that, you know what? Yeah. Like I'm just going to do it. Or do you think that, 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 that it's normal to have like those reservations and self doubt kind of in the back of your head and that you are just supposed to ignore it? I think that, or at least in my experience, there's moments of that, that divine, like that, like clarity, that like full alignment, um, and sometimes I'm in those moments longer than others. And I feel like I've learned to let those moments really nourish me. And there, there was a moment that I'll actually share in a, in a second where things really changed for me, where I was able to um, be in faith. So I, I think that's really important. Um, but what, something that you just said around the doubt we, we all have different parts of ourselves that emerge and it's learning to gain awareness when these parts are showing up and to, and to like work with these parts. So when doubt shows up, if I try to run away from doubt, it's going to come for me <laughs> even, even more. But if I sit with it and I really feel, feel it in my body and I breathe into it and I breathe trust and, and knowing, um, and also listen to what it has to say. I find that the more I look at things, like a better understanding I have of my internal landscape and the, the more I can make decisions or, yeah, so for example, with doubt, it's it's like doubt sometimes, not always, but sometimes it's coming from like a place of worry and scarcity and, and fear. And if I can really feel into the root of that, it's like almost like I can be like, oh, you're just scared. Like, it's okay. You know, like, it's okay to be scared. And, and don't worry, you don't have to be the part that leads this this charge. Like, you can, you know, I'll put you in the back seat, or I can hold you or I can hold your hand. But but I, like, I've got this and then I and then I could move forward from this place of knowing and from this place of heart. That's also bringing that part along which is very different because if I move forward with the energy of fear and scarcity, that's what I'm feeding my action with and that's gonna come back around. But I wanted, what I wanted to share was, I had a very, very powerful experience with ayahuasca um, in Peru. Yeah, I left, I quit my job in May of 2017 and I ended up at this ayahuasca center in March of 2018 in Peru and didn't have a lot of experience with psychedelics and had like a profound, I mean, the whole retreat was profound and then I ended up working there. And that first ceremony for me changed like everything. And it was actually related to fear. Like I was able to, a lot happened in that ceremony. I feel like I could talk about it for an hour, so I'm not going to. What I will say is that I realized that I was feeling this internal pressure to return back to Boston, which is where I was when I quit my job. And I had felt it the whole time I was traveling and I was completely in denial that I would do anything else, right? I was like, well, I have to go back to Boston. And I was able to see that it was coming from this deep place of fear 
because I had a really beautiful community and I still do there. And I was afraid of losing love. Like I really made a home, a very codependent home in this place. And I was, I was afraid of losing that and like letting that go. And in this ceremony, I had the experience of dying. I really thought I was dead, like in the, um, and, and I had this really deep knowing that like, I have something that I'm supposed to not even just do, but like, there's someone that I'm supposed to be in this life and that I have to walk my path. It was almost like this ceremony was like, I saw where I was living for others but pretending I was living for myself, but I wasn't actually. And that the whole universe was conspiring to help me and is always conspiring to help me walk my path. I just like had to go. And so I I've never experienced such faith. I didn't even know what faith really was before this ceremony. Like I read about it, but it was like such a deep felt faith of like, this is what I have to do and, and, and it's gonna be okay. And it'll be scary and it'll, It'll be a lot of different things. Um, and that was the first phone call I made after that retreat was to my best friend actually in Boston and saying like, I'm not gonna come back. I'm really scared, but this is what I need to do. And her and I have really grown together and we were able to unpack, cause she had fears too. Like she had fears of being left behind. I had fears that she wasn't gonna love me like anymore if I left. And so there was like a lot of difficult conversations that took place but it was just like I had to choose differently and I had to leave and I had to go I had to go it was time to go and I didn't want to go because it had been so good to me but it was time to go wow he said um when we talked prior to this interview and you talked about leaving your job you said I had to do what was true for me in that moment that's what you said. And I thought that that was so good because it, it is really about listening to your intuition. And, uh, and, and intuition is also a deep felt feeling. And I think that with that tuition and faith being there, combined intuition and faith being there, combined together, it, it does something to your spirit. It, it generates movement, I, I think. You're just holding on and holding on because... Because this, at least I know what happens here. It does. And I, I'm, I'm getting emotional because I can feel what you're talking about. And also the grief, like the grief that comes with it. And like, and this part that's like, I don't want to go. Like, I want to stay here. Like, I like it here. Like, and it's like, I finally, and I, and honestly, I felt that way. I was in Peru this summer. I had two retreats, um, as you know, that, um, I had down there and 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 a part of me at the beginning didn't want to go because I knew it was going to be a death for me in in a lot of ways and the part of me that was born in Peru or in myself but in in 2018 in that ceremony that I just talked about it's like I have spent the last four and a half years or four years or whatever how long ever it's been becoming what was born that night like something something shifted and it didn't and then I had to grow into it like I like it was like a whole process and I have worked so hard and I have done so much work and it was like 
I felt earlier this year, I was like celebrating a lot and I felt like there all these things were closing. Like I was having all these completions and all these successes and then a part of me got really scared and was like, fuck, this chapter's coming to a close and like, I have to do this again. <laughs> like I have to rebirth myself again. And I, I'm talking about the pain of it now. Like there's a lot of excitement too, but there was a lot of like, Oh my God, I have to walk into the dark again. How long am I gonna have to be there? Because it was hard last time too. Like I walked through some dark places and I'm so glad I did. I would do it again. And that's why I went to Peru, but it brought up a lot of emotion for me again. It felt like I was like going back to later rest, this like part of me. And it's like this new, I'm moving into like a new phase. Um, and it's very symbolic with these companies. It's like I started Venture Beyond after Peru and I've really grown it and and now like it's time for something else and Venture Beyond will still be there but it's like so just circling back to the what you the quote you wrote down it's like there's a time for everything just because it's time to change doesn't mean it was bad right it just means it's not time anymore like it's time for something else and and it can be so easy to, de to deny and be like I'm not going to look at that like I want to stay here I want to stay here like it's night it's, it feels good but it's like something the seasons have shifted right and there's an ending and there's a beginning and and it never ends it's like it's like you know like it's, it never ends and it's and we enjoy it how do we enjoy it like it's also great <laughs> wow oh my I think we are going to have to end this it has been beautiful sitting here talking with you and hearing about listening to your story. There's so that I've learned about you today. So I'm so grateful that you shared it with us. And before you go, I wanted to ask you um, one last question. Maybe two, but the one, one of them is, um, what does success look like to you? It's changed a lot. But I would say today, success is spacious. It is easeful and effortless and abundant and, and abundant, maybe not in the ways that I originally thought, right? Like what I value the most is time and spaciousness, feeling like I have time to enjoy and breathe. And it's also living like it's living a life that's aligned with the truth of who I am today and today and today and in this moment um, and the ability to shift and honor like the person that I am in that moment and actually allow the environment around me to like nourish and support that part instead of me constricting who I am to like meet the environment. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> Girl, but like when you talk sometimes, I'm like, it just, it's, it's like something speaking through you. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's like, because, you know, um, there's this, um, there's this saying that um, when you hear the truth, you'll know it. Even though you may not have ever heard it before. When you hear it, you'll you'll know it and you'll feel it, and that's that that's that intuition. That's that because you're speaking to a deep, deeper part of me. Beautiful. Okay, one more question. One more. One more. Okay, 
what is the uh, one piece of advice that you wish someone had given you when you first started your business? I would say I would go back in time and I would tell that me that was starting off, I would just say, just you wait. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. And it might seem to you right now that you are building a practice to help other people and to be of service, right? Because that's how I started. That was like, oh, I want to do that. And the biggest illusion is that that's the only thing that's happening and that what you are actually doing is building like a mystery school so that you also learn the lessons that you're meant to learn in this lifetime. And you have no idea how much you will receive in this process. And so I would say not everything is as it seems. Pay attention. You are the student and the teacher. <laughs> And, and don't forget that. Wow. 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 Because I will say when I first began, right, like there was, I learned a lot. And I thought at the beginning that I was supposed to have all the answers. And maybe this is the piece of advice. And I didn't realize that actually when I let go of having the answers and when I allowed myself to really not know, and really meet like a client from this place of like, I have no idea. Like when I started doing that, all the answers came and they came through the client because I wasn't trying to have them. Whoa. <laughs> so, so like. <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> like I'm like thinking about what you said and I'm just like, you know, because even, even with this, I, I, I left my laptop. I don't know like what the heck I'm doing on this app, but as we're talking, the answers are coming in that, and that, and I think that that is exactly when you know you are supposed to, that you are where exactly where you're supposed to be. So where even though things aren't perfect, you don't know. Uh, I, when I walked up, I said, I was laughing at myself, like cackling on across, crossing the street. <laughs> Like, I don't know how the hell this is going to go. And I literally, I just had to laugh at myself. And, and, you know, a few years ago, I probably would have broke down crying or said, or said, you know what, Jenna? No, no, no. I can't do it. Like, let's just reschedule. Like, no, no, no. You gotta, you just have to, you just have to go with it. Yes. Even when you don't know, you, you will know. And if you, and I mean, cause you'll learn today. <laughs> the day will teach you the lessons as long as you're paying attention. As long as you're paying attention. And embracing that you don't know. As soon as you're, it creates an openness to then see what is there because everything is always there. Yeah. Ooh. But when the vision is small, when it's like, oh, I know this. Yeah. Then there's all this actually that you don't know that you can't see until you're like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's get curious. Let's ask. Let's. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. and getting out of the way is the biggest lesson I've learned and what makes me good at my at my job is actually the parts of me that that I allow that don't know 
and that really allow for possibility because I haven't limited it by my limited understanding of what I think will happen or not. So I know we could I, Girl, we can go. That's it. <laughs> Before you go, where can we find you? Where, like, media, website, drop all your info. So my website is iVentureBeyond.com. And you can find me there and you can send me a message there. Yeah, I think that's the best place. And then Rooted Expansion is coming. It has not dropped yet. So if you go to the the homepage is I am Rooted Expansion.com. Um, and if you go there, it'll say it's under construction and we're on the second iteration. It's looking really good and it'll be out soon. I, I don't know when, but um, in definitely a couple months. So that's coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I am, like I said, I'm so grateful. I, I feel like that there's so much valuable information in here. And yeah, Jenna, so thanks so much. And wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for creating this. I love growing with you, Vicki. I love growing with you too. It's been a beautiful journey, friend. It has. It continues to be. So, yes, girl. Next. <laughs>